There's another one you don't want to hear. Frankly, the do I. are tuned into the Power Chord Hour right here on 107.9 WRFA and maybe listening as well on the Power Chord Hour podcast. How you doing out there? Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Anthony Merchant. And on this episode today, I am talking with Adam and Chris of Buffalo Band The Eves. The band just released their sophomore record. It is out now called Lately, I Don't Have a God and Other Obvious Epiphanies. And uh, we're going to talk new music with the band, discuss the new album, and uh, introduce you all to The Eves. Adam, Chris, how you guys doing? Good, man. Good. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, that's a good intro. I'm gonna steal that. <laughs> <laughs> feel free, feel free. Take that, uh, take that if you'd like. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess to uh, to start off, I mean, for uh, both of you, I know we have uh, Adam and Chris, but you just want to tell us uh, what both of you play in the band, what both of you do in the Eves. Uh, I'm a singer, and uh, I, I play guitar. Nice. So, yeah, and then then uh, you know we all. I mean, Mo's not here. Mo is the the other third, but um, you know we all write together. So, so uh, I mean, again, I know I told you before, but uh, I mean, congrats on the new record. I mean, it's only been out now. I mean, what like three days? So, I mean, it's pretty uh, fresh as I'm talking to you. How does it feel to finally get it out into the world? Great. I mean, you know, uh, I'm sure there's countless of uh, similar situations where there was work that was started you know, pre-pandemic. And then, uh, you know, of course, you know, it takes, uh, took a little bit to, to get it after all that happened to finish it up. And uh, it actually shaped, uh, you know, the whole thing is kind of uh, weirdly contained in the record. Like the whole, you know, the first song was written in 2019. The last one was written um, December of, December of January of this, yeah, or, or like, you know, last year. Um, right before, um, you know, right as it was kind of, I mean, I guess pandemic's still kind of happening, but, you know, kind of towards the end of when it was raging. Yeah, I mean, I I, I was, because, like, I'm, I'm pretty new to the band. I mean, I just kind of discovered you guys, like, the last, like, maybe month or so. But, like, as I was looking back, I mean, I saw your debut came out, like, like 2018, somewhere around there. So, I mean, I guess that explains, yeah, if you were, if you were writing the, the follow-up pre-pandemic, I, I was wondering, like, like in between then, had you been writing? But I guess that explains it. You'd been, this album has been in the works for a while then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it actually, it was only really supposed to be a, um, we started, we had two songs and those, uh, maybe we had two or, two or three, but, um, you know, we started with those and we had those, we tracked them, we maybe had two and a half songs tracked. I, I remember one was partially done, but we had, two completely mastered, you know, and it was really just supposed to be a seven inch, supposed to be to have those two. And then pandemic happened. We kind of had, you know, these two songs and then we had a couple others we were working on and then, you know, just kind of kept it rolling. And, and the next, you know, every time we'd, we'd have a chance to get in there, we'd lay a couple more down and, um, you know, sorry, I forgot the question. <laughs> no, I mean, kind of, kind of going with that too. I mean, throughout, had, had you been consistently working on it throughout? Or I mean, were there times of like a couple months, you know, maybe you don't touch it or write anything and then you get back to it. I mean, was it, was it kind of that kind of process for this one? Well, I mean, I, uh, there was, I guess, initially, you know, when everybody else was kind of, you know, wondering what was going on, there was that initial period where, you're just kind of like everyone else just waiting to see what what's happening uh, when it was really new but then um i know uh i mean and you can chime in too i mean i know that you know adam um really had started um ping-ponging some ideas you know just throwing some ideas out there over an app um that allowed us to you know all kind of contribute our own stuff and it would say you know it's like you know any of these things where it's a shared you know, cloud kind of thing. Um, and you can make edits to it. So, I mean, we had never done anything like that before. Like we <clears throat> were maybe old school to a fault recording our demos on a Tascam, um, like actual unit. Um, I don't know what they're actually called, but um, the, uh, you know, just without one with the pandemic, it just was one of these things where it was convenience and 
very accessible and you know it was all we could really do at the time so um and that's where kind of craigie and it'll be okay kind of birthed from that different process yeah so i mean you know to your question of how long um some of the stuff has been in the works i mean there's a song you know this craig uh craigie versus the screw um versus the screw on um, it's the i think the fourth song on the record um go there's a part in there that goes all the way back to songs that we were working on for the first record and it was something that didn't make its way into a song there and that ended up being like sort of a jump off point um with the overall vibe of of, of the song here so you know and it you know totally different uh usage and totally different context of, of how it was used um so i mean you know you can't even plan for that you know what i mean it's just it just kicks around and you know some ideas will nag at you and um you know maybe there's times when it's when it's you're really feeling you know particularly inspired and that's the thing with the pandemic is there was like a weird aspect of it where there wasn't um i don't know it was like because everything stopped it felt like some of the pressure in a certain aspect it didn't feel as much like um like everybody was stopped so it feels like okay you know no one's winning or losing right now like now is your time to like you know there's sort of that luxury of you know you can go at your own pace and you don't feel uh you don't feel rushed in a sense that you're like lagging behind because of what somebody else is doing or anything like that um and then we all saw Bo Burnham and we felt like shit about what we were doing <laughs> No, I mean, I, I've talked to more than enough bands where, I mean, I, I feel like what is happening right now is, yeah, like, you know, I don't I don't know what year you guys started, but like a band who who starts, I don't know, say 2017, 2018, they like put out a debut record and they're just now the sophomore records only coming out like this year or maybe last year. I mean, really, it seems it seems like that's the pretty uh, common thing right now. So, I mean, yeah, you're you are right. I mean, everyone's kind of in that same boat, like no one. uh no one no one i feel like is putting out a record every year in between it's kind of like if you were working on something in like late 2019 early 2020 that thing didn't see the light of day for a while that thing right, right. That yeah. like I, might just be coming out now yeah i mean and if if it even is i mean you can't even how many you know who knows how many bands you know how many projects just got shelved and we're just never gonna see them you know what i mean like unfortunate but when there's that much time you know it can it can happen you know what i mean like especially if you're a younger band like you're saying you know some you know some of these bands that just you know had a debut that was you know essentially right before the pandemic um you know mm -hmm. trying to get a follow-up it's an it's a hard enough thing to make one record right and then you know to keep it all through um keep it all going through you know that kind of uh situation is uh not easy uh, no no not at Plus, I feel like maybe maybe you guys are in the better boat, too, because I also feel like there's that situation where the album came out again. I mean, I guess in the same spot, like late 2019, early 2020, and the band's kind of picking up momentum with it. And then it all kind of stops there. And then it's like, you know, there's you can't tour on it. You know, I mean, I, I guess the album sits there. But like, I feel like there were definitely bands kind of picking up that momentum and it kind of goes away there where I don't know. I almost feel like you're better like this, like. The album's coming out now when you can play shows and things are kind of getting back to normal. It's like, I don't know, that's probably better than it. Yeah, coming out a few years ago and, you know, maybe it did something for a couple months and then it got lost in everything else, you know, and all the hecticness of the world, you know, your right. your uh, your album can be forgotten, sadly. Sure, sure. It's, uh, don't well, worry, we can still make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too late. <laughs> I but, mean... Uh, how how long has the band been together? I, I know I was about to uh, ask you that. I mean, I, the debut it looked like again came out like 2018, but how long has the Eves been together? Uh, well, I mean, the Eves really goes back to um, this band we were in before, um, and you know that band had started in like really we the three of us yeah 14 2014. So you know together this this sort of group writing. I mean, we go back. You know, we, went, we went to high school together so you know we know have known each other for a long time and then um you know kind of did never took a serious like writing and like in a band like gave it a serious go so when we kind of reconnected um you know that was in 2014 and then that group has really been working together since then um 
So, you know, which I think, I think is important to mention because I, I, at least personally, I mean, you, you want to be getting, you want to at least in your own mind, feel like you're progressing in, mm -hmm. in, in what you're, what you're doing. So, and I feel like with how we write, you know, the fact that we've been together this long it is uh, uh, a luxury ultimately right. um, to, to sort of know like tendencies and, uh, and have some of this, the same uh, shared experiences and, and that kind of thing. Um, and I think a lot of that, you know, came together on, on this, this record, honestly, um, a lot that we had learned, it, it really felt like a culmination in a sense of, uh, right. you know, going all the way back to that, you know, 2014 and, and really just, we just were saying like, Hey, let's just get together at, you know, it was their apartment on a Saturday and it's just like, let's just write and see what happens. And, uh, you know, here we are, you know, putting our record number two. So, uh, you know, going back to like that, you know, like initial, like in 2014, kind of starting to write together and everything, like, would you, would you say where you are now with the eaves versus in that beginning? Like, do you feel like you've progressed that sound from then? Or like, if you went back and listened to the stuff from say in the beginning, it sounds almost like a totally different band in a totally different direction. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it does. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and I think, um, What's up? Sorry, I, I, I want to say that it, we progressed while writing this album. Oh, yeah, definitely. Just like with everything that's going on and the length of time that it took. Like the first songs that we went to the studio with, um, they uh, they were us. But then we were as we were writing at, at home and we're all stuck at home and, you know, approaching everything a little differently, we just progressed throughout that. But then, you know, put everything together and really came out with a cohesive piece definitely i mean and it's weird because you know the band that we were in before was, was definitely more of like a gaslighty americana very springsteen thing and then we for the when we became the eaves and we put out the first record it was much more sort of linear like sort of like an updated ramones kind of you know at least the in, uh, instrumentation obviously i sound nothing like joey ramone but um the uh you know and then this is sort of taking that and, and it, it always seems to me and it's weird because you know when you're you obviously have a different perspective when you're writing it versus when you're someone else who's listening to it and receiving it but it you always feel like you're putting sort of all your influences into something um so it is a little tough to sort of separate you know internal bias like that but i would i would hope that you know sort of all that's apparent and and to adam's point that even when you know we wrote those first two songs coming off the heels of like a pretty linear like more of a punker sound record and so you know that's kind of apparent in some of the songs that are a little more like linear and faster um maybe the some of the tones are a little gnarlier and then there's some uh songs that are a little more vibey and and um little more like indie indie inspired yeah. uh, and so you know that's sort of like another in addition to the history that was already there you know bringing that history forward and then taking another turn so a really long-winded way of saying that it's <laughs> it's sort of everything that we've done leading up to this point um so uh, I, I mean yeah. i like on on because again i mean i am i am like new new to the band and i mean i still need to go sp spend more time on like the debut and stuff but like the new record, I mean, I do feel like you do hear different influences and it's not like it's not a one trick pony in that way where it's just this one sound the whole way through. Like they're definitely the moods kind of change. Like, you know, this song right. feels this way. This song kind of feels this way. It all it all flows well together. But, yeah, it's not like a just say, I don't I don't know. Every song is a fast three chord punk song or something just straightforward right. through 11, 12 times, you know, throughout the album. It's like it, it changes up. It's different. Definitely. That, you know, it's, it, I heard, I might've, it might've been a tweet, honestly. I think it was Jason Isbell who somebody said something about a 400 unit record. And he said, I, something along the lines of, I like to think that we're whatever band the song needs us to be. And I, I think that's like, I think that's awesome. Like, and like, yeah. if you're, if you're uh, uh, you know, an artist or a, you know, a band or whatever, you don't want to pigeonhole yourself anyway. So it's like, I, I, I look at that as like a very 
um, calibrating state, like a sort of centering statement where it's like, if you're worried about, you know, if, if it sort of feels right to you, you have to trust your own intuition to a certain, a certain degree. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I like, you know, that statement suggests that you should also be sort of open. It seems implied in the statement that you should be open to the moment that is, you know, writing whatever song, you know, is sort of happening. And that, you know, is something that, and there's all, there's our personal development happening. There's our, you know, sort of working together, chemistry development. And I think that that was another one of those corners that, you know, maybe we all kind of turned um, as a band while the pandemic was happening and while we were writing yeah. this record. Yeah. And one other thing, like contrary to what we did on this album, the previous one, we pretty much reworked all the songs two weeks leading up to it. And we went into the studio and we recorded all of them at once. So, um, definitely allowed a little bit more variety in this second album and also uh, songwriting wise and tonally, right? Because we're going in, we do two or three songs at a time. A much different experience from the first record. <laughs> um, you know, that first, the first record, like Adam's saying was we did that in, uh, I don't know, 11 or 12 days yeah. all in a row. Um, and it was all like, okay, we're going for this kind of thing, um, this sound, and um, you know, this one, you know, how we did just the way everything played out and how this record was recorded. Like Adam saying, it allowed for first of all, because we weren't doing it, you know, eleven days in a row, it wasn't that it wasn't stressful in that sort of frantic sense of like at every moment we have to be doing something. It was like, all right, well, you know what, if if you know, this is just going to take as long as it takes kind of thing. And, and especially during the pandemic, it was like, well, what's the rush? We can't play a show. We'll just, yeah. you know, get it to sound the way we want it uh, and, and go from there. Um, and, I, you know, not to, you know, quote another uh, much better uh, artist, but uh, that was something that I read. Um, Adam uh, Grandisil from the War on Drugs. I'm not sure how you say his last name, but um, from the War on Drugs, when they were talking about, he was talking about, their most recent record. And that was another thing that they did where he uh, allowed, at least I think uh, somebody might want to go fact check it. <laughs> Maybe go Google the article after, but uh, that he allowed, you know, he would sort of send the tracks off and allow people, you know, cause he has all these great artists play on there. So he'll allow them to have the time with it. And I think that was another thing that was sort of, um, setting in for me, you know, in contrast to how we did that first record. And it's all about how, you know, what you think will work better for you. If you like a uh, sort of very strict deadline and like a very rigid and that sort of uh, get it all at, in one shot approach, maybe that's for you. And, you know, maybe you just want a different approach at a different time. So this approach of uh, sort of working at our own pace was a i think a much more it was what we needed at this time so mm -hmm. you know it was uh for these songs right <laughs> and i think that's like what you're you're hearing where there's there's a lot more moods there's different moods on there and some of that's intentional um like i uh, it'll be okay was one that was okay we need like like an actual like a uh not an undeniable but like sort of a for sure positive note where it is like a lighter note because some of the songs, you know, just felt like a little desperate, you know, and, and sort of like, not, it was like, I, you would get done listening to, you know, a group of them without, it'll be okay. And it would be, uh, they're all kind of like, are you okay, man? Like, you know, that kind of thing. So it was like, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll write a song called it'll be okay. Not, not to mention we thought the album was done before that song. Yeah. Yeah. Before we came across that. Yeah. Yeah. Was that the, that the last one written then for the album? Yeah, yeah. And that's the one that um, uh, one of the super crazy opportunities that we had with that came about with this record um, was this chance to work with uh, Kyle Resnick, who's in, well, he, he's a touring, he, he's plays trumpet for, and all their horns for the national. Oh, um, nice. and, you know, he, he's got a crazy resume. Um, and, you know, we, you know, I remember finding out about the national in college and, you know, it was, it was a really surreal moment working with him and hearing the horns that you, you heard on, <laughs> on boxer and, 
you know, high volume. You know, it's just really crazy. Um, so the, the fact that that's on our record is, uh, uh, you know, what can you say? That's great. That's our second record and no one knows who we are. So, you know, it's pretty cool that he's on there. That wow. is that is very sick. That is really cool. Yeah, he, he lives in Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. I, you know, I, I was thinking about it, though, too. Like, the, the one thing I was wondering, because I feel like this could be, like, the one pitfall of, like, having having the time to, like, release a new album and everything and taking time to record it and write it. Did you find yourself overthinking songs too much or going back and going, no, it should be? You know what I mean? Like, like is that the one thing of having that time? Did you find yourself maybe having too much time to think about some songs or go, oh, no, it should be this way or, no, I want to do it this way? You know, because because you have time to do that and you have time to overanalyze things, did that happen at all for you? I, I mean, I don't I don't want to speak for Adam, but for for me, um, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, uh, here's another long winded answer coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it just uh, for me, it wasn't when when something felt right, it felt right, and. I just kind of left it. And sometimes it was an early try. Sometimes like that, that, um, uh, song that was originally apart from the first record that ended up being here, like that song changed. So that song changed completely over pandemic. Like, you know what I mean? Like that was a pretty much a, a different idea. And then it sort of evolved into, uh, what it is on the record. Um, so you know, for me, it wasn't it wasn't that the too much time was necessarily a bad a bad thing. Yeah, I think working with with Jay and having him you know do the mixing, um, like if if we were in the room when we were doing the mixing, I'm sure we would drive him crazy because we'd be like tweak this, tweak that, tweak this, tweak that. But he like working with him, and we've had a history with him at uh, GCR, and. Uh, being able to communicate when we say, Hey, what, what if we tried, you know, uh, this approach that he knew what we were talking about and we didn't have to have quite that back and forth. Um, like you mentioned, that's a shame on me for not mentioning, but he just as important, like going all the way back to, you know, 2014, Jay's been there too. So, you know, we've, we've been working Jay Zubricki at, at GCR audio. We've been working with for, you know, eight years at this point. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like Adam's saying, you know, like you just get to working with somebody for, you know, a long enough time. And I mean, Jay is such a easy to get along with person. Um, so, you know, having the opportunity to work with him for as long as we have uh, has been awesome. And it's another one of those things where when you have that same group, you can work on shorthand. Um, right. Yeah. It's interesting because I mean, like, it, it like you guys it seems like i mean and you brought it up but like kind of a it's like the payoff of the accumulation of like you've been working so long and writing together for so long now even though it's only the sophomore record i mean in a lot of ways you look at it like you know like a pretty new band but i mean in reality i mean you've been working on this a while and working together and uh yeah i mean you i feel like that's one of those things you only you only get that like tightness or being able to kind of understand each other musically over time i mean you can't just get that off some guy walking off, you know, out of the street and like playing with you. And all of a sudden, I mean, maybe sometimes that happens and you just click right away. But like a lot of that seems like it takes time. That doesn't happen overnight. Like I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure where you're at now versus when you started, like even just communicating with each other on how to write or how you write together or figuring mm -hmm. out what each other kind of likes. Like, I'm sure it's very different from the beginning to now, you know? Definitely. Definitely. I mean, that, and I mean, weirdly, that is something like because, you know, when we were in high school, we had similar interests. And then all three of us, the interests sort of evolved similarly. Like, it's mm -hmm. not like, you know, so, you know, that's there's always been sort of a, a pretty strong overlap in the the Venn diagram. Um, so there is this like, uh, you know, a, a fair amount of common ground, um, but enough um, sort of people going in their own direction that that there's you know, uh, a variable in there or a few variables in there too. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's, uh, you know, those, those, the, the, they did evolve. Um, but, uh, ultimately they, because we've all been together, it sort of evolved together also. Um, mm -hmm. I guess is my, the point I was trying to make. 
you know, for like playing shows and stuff, I mean, did the band just from the from the get go? Were you guys playing shows? I mean, did you get and I know uh, I'm sure things slowed down in the pandemic, but like pre pandemic, were you out playing a lot in the Buffalo area? Yeah, um, we had. Uh, yeah, we, we would uh, play pretty regularly in uh, in Buffalo. We don't really go too far outside of Buffalo, yeah. but um, down to Fredonia a couple times. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, you know, we would, uh, you know, uh, the local clubs and then, you know, we would try and at, uh, you know, local theaters, try and get on, you know, a tour, you know, local support for a touring headliner kind of thing. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much our, our, our bread and butter is, is club shows. Playing the club shows. Yeah. It, has there been, I mean, again, this album just came out, but I mean, has there been a record release show or any plans for a record release show? Um, we're working on that right now. Um, should have some announcements coming soon. Um, but uh, to, I can't release anything just yet. So I'm still trying to finalize some things. So has uh, yeah, there will there will be at, at, yeah. at some point in the new year, in the new year, in the new year. Yeah, yeah. it's not really yeah. that far yeah. away at this point. Yeah. It's on December 25th. Uh, <laughs> we need everyone to come out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have uh, you had a chance to play any of the songs off the new record live? Is there have you had any chances to play any of these yet? Uh, there were a couple that that existed. Uh, we played. We were just talking about it. I think we played one show in 2020, and it was a Valentine's Day show. And then I think it was like less than a month. You know, maybe three weeks later, everything like shut next week. down. Oh no, no, because it was February. Um, it was a month, but. Uh, uh, oh yeah. Uh, so I mean, "Not in Love" was one yeah. of the first ones that we that we wrote. You know, coming off the heels of that last record, so that one was out there. Um, "Untethered" was out there, and then there was maybe uh, "Idle Hands." So you know, a, a few of them we played live, but you know, really like some of the ones that um, you know we really felt like we developed on. You know, we there's still a bunch of songs out there that we on the record that we haven't had a chance to play live yet. That uh, definitely. Uh, champing at the bit, chomping at the bit. I don't know. Yeah. I, I heard somebody say champing. I don't know which one it is. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No, but we, you know, definitely can't wait to, you know, as soon as we can uh, get those ducks lined up, um, going to do it for sure. Yeah. I was going to ask that too. I mean, are there any, uh, I mean, I guess, I guess putting you on the spot, like any off the top of your head where you go, damn, that'd be a good like live song. Like, are there any, are there any on the record that pop in your head where you go, that one should translate well live. Like that's a that's a live staple. Huh. I don't I, know. When when Throwing I you on the spot here. <laughs> I mean, my approach to writing songs is definitely like, is this gonna be fun to play live? So I I would hope that they all are. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean we only have nine, so they all have to be staples. <laughs> <laughs> We hope all of these are good live. We hope this works. <laughs> we can't afford to remove any from the set, so <laughs> we didn't really put a getting a, it regardless. Like a ballady slow song on this record. So Yeah, I would say yeah, the, they should all be I would say the slow song in place of the uh ballady song is is craggy. Yeah, but that picks up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm sure, I'm sure with, uh, with, with the three of you in the band, I mean, influences, uh, vary and everything, but I mean, what are some commonalities? What are, what are like a few musical influences that like you can all, like all three of you could probably agree on, or, you know, like, like you're, you're all good on that. You could probably all say, okay, yes, that's an influence. That's, that's something we can all, we can all uh, derive from, if you will. Well, I mean, despite our sort of like claim like claim that we've evolved from the americana thing i mean there's tom petty is like just like uh i mean we all of course like the songs and and the music and that but like even on another level like as far as the type of songs that we're writing like these sort of like tighter sort of like pop structure like very like nothing too crazy um you know, I mean, Petty, Springsteen, Warren Zevon is another one that would be there. I, I mean, uh, we like a lot of 
trying to think of other like shared i mean the ramones i mean you know some of the you know the the, the givens um is there anything that jumps to mind for you that's not um as like the cornerstones i think that the that hits it but i mean there's more modern stuff too yeah that, uh, the killers and yeah definitely rem replacements yeah um war on drugs yeah war on drugs for sure the national <laughs> um yeah um gaslight's another one <laughs> there's like i said there's a there's a the, the overlap in the venn diagram is pretty pretty good um but then i mean i will say like for me because i know like you had some like because then we each have like our kind of own especially like on this one or like on like while while we were making or writing these songs uh and i know like do you have anybody you wanted to like shot like sort of like mention you were um listening to or anything like that inspired I, by i during COVID specifically, I did a pretty deep dive on Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah. Nonstop, <laughs> both, both albums <laughs> and, and on other side projects. But uh, in addition, I, I, I've always loved like folk music, James Taylor, Bob Dylan, uh, Simon Garfunkel. I think, I don't think that's, I mean, you guys probably like that music. But I, I hate folk music. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the birds, I mean, that's, that's kind of petty-ish vibe too but like um, yeah i always like playing that music um and i would always learn it and try to play it as fast as i could so i kind of brought well, that into this music yeah, marries well with the ramones and the clash so i mean it, i feel like you're kind of talking about it there but like I, I i was gonna ask too like in that like influences either of you have and yeah i mean they don't, they don't have to be mutual or anything like that but like influences that you definitely think are in your music but people may not hear right away where like, you know, cause like some of those you were saying, like you can definitely hear some Springsteen and gaslight and replacements and stuff like that. But are there, are there any that you feel like are probably in, or, you know, are in there. I mean, hell, you're the one writing the songs, but like, you know, may not be the obvious front and center. I mean, if we got into like uh, lyrics, like I have tons, like I have lyrics just from like all over the place. Like I, I really think like the, the first, like, and this is like when you write it, it means a whole different thing to like to than to you than it does to anybody. But like for Craigie lyrically, I feel like it's almost like the beginning of it lyrically is almost like a monologue, like a Rod Serling monologue from Twilight Zone. Like it's <laughs> like it feels like, and I I may have been I probably was watching it at one point. Um, but um, you know, so that like, and that was something that I kind of uh that occurred to me over pandemic is sort of like just pulling inspiration from anywhere so like you know very rarely would i have lyrics that were just like i'm gonna just try and write lyrics right now it would it would be like i, I would be doing something and i would something would stick out like maybe it's like something from a conversation um maybe it is maybe i am listening to something else and i'm and maybe it's music and, I, and I'm, I'm inspired by that but you know really just trying to uh identify it when whenever you sort of see something that you think is interesting and then just kind of set it aside you know i mean you know that that like hour you know right before like right as you're falling asleep like when those when your brain starts going nuts um i just like committed to be like all right i'm just i'll sacrifice the sleep i'm just gonna jot it down if it's nonsense in the morning it's nonsense and if it's something good it's something good and we definitely, I definitely had a, a bunch of ideas that sort of came, you know, that way. Um, so yeah, I, again, I don't even remember what the question was. I apologize. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I like it. I, and I mean, it's also kind of bringing me to other things. Cause like along with that, I mean, for like, like both of you, I mean, do you, do you both kind of have a conventional way or like the average way that you write a song or does it differ from what you're writing? Or I mean, is it pretty much, you know, nine times out of 10, you start on an acoustic then there's like you know what i mean like do, do you feel like there's a formula to your writing or i mean does it giant does it change up all the time i so, so we do collaborate yeah somebody's bringing the first idea to the table whether it's a a, a feel a chord progression a vocal melody or you know wh whatever that initial spark is and then it branches out from there um but i mean i, I would say there's a yeah so a, a vague you know formula in that sense where it is so like that's just sort of how the chemistry 
the chemistry works. Like there will be a lot of times it is, you know, an acoustic, maybe like a progression or something like that. And then, um, I mean, you know, when it was pandemic, you, that would just be on an app and then you would just, you would record it, you listen to it, you see if anything, if you have any, any ideas for it. But ideally, um, the way, you know, we did it before the pandemic is when, you know, we would have that idea and then that gets kicked around the room. And, and that to me was always like a super yeah. exciting and fun thing because, um, and something that you have to learn to like kind of set your ego aside for and, and, and um, sort of trust the people you're working with. Um, yeah. Cause you could, you could have something and you could see it going in, in one direction and then somebody says, well, Hey, what if we slow this down? And I think that's kind of what happened with Craigie, right? We, yeah. I mean, it all like the, the, just something like that where you just sort of completely flip the script um is uh i don't know sometimes that we i mean we had a uh song on the first record where that kind of happened um but you know even there's examples on this one where i keep going back to craggy but i mean <laughs> I, I do love that song but uh and that one it, it is weird to me um like knowing that that part was from way back and it was like how did that like it, it's so like unassuming like to 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 where it to where it ended up um that just for you know us knowing sort of how it was written it's like that's so weird like how did that how did that end up in that song sounding like that it's just uh, don't throw anything out <laughs> <laughs> well kind kind of off that i mean like you're talking about like how things off the first album kind of ideas and how you brought them over I mean, I was also wondering earlier, too, like, I mean, was there any initial ideas you had for, like, the band prior to the Eves, like the stuff you guys were working on before you started doing the Eves that ended up coming into to the Eves early on? I mean, was, like, some of that early material stuff that was left over? Um, well, I, weirdly enough, we do have um, we do have a song that we was one of the ones that was one of the way back in 2014 under a different name. We recorded four songs um on an ep it was locally released as are all of our records and uh, <laughs> they uh one of the songs on there was this song called saint and um the production was different like basically you know we were a different band at that time so we basically took that we have a song cleverly titled saint redux uh on uh, on the new record but it it, it is uh you know for want of a better term it's an updated version of that yeah. so i think you know i mean you can i don't even know if the old one is still out there but um production wise it was we went with a more linear production we changed some of the structured things mm -hmm. yeah, um, soil. but and and it's yeah it, it's ironic because really if you really wanted to see a good like sort of a b comparison of what used to be and what is uh would be that song um but i don't think that's out anywhere so, <laughs> all for not uh yeah but uh yeah so yeah there is very much so um you know old ideas that are on yeah all over this one to be honest with you initially that was kind of like a, a fleetwood mac kind of style song and now it's more we went more in an rem direction i think is to put it as plainly as possible yeah yeah <laughs> I, I, I like to ask this of a man who just released a new album, but was there any, maybe not even a whole part of a, or maybe not the entire song, but even just a part of a song or something that was just a total pain in the ass to get down in studio? Like for one reason or another, it was just not coming out the way it was supposed to be in your head or whatever, that just, it took a minute to get it down. It was not a first take kind of deal. And I only one take, so Adam. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know. Is there something specific that you're thinking of? I, I, <laughs> no, I, just, I mean, I saw a bus and I had to push throw under it. Jay uh, probably has a good uh, understanding of that because he, he <laughs> tries to make everything sound good for yeah. us. Jay's the one with the jar of Vaseline <laughs> uh, throwing it all over the camera lens. Um, so uh, he would probably know better. But I mean, anything that like, I mean, there were, at least for my, there were, a couple, I think Idle Hands, and that was enough. So, you know, to talk out of both sides of my mouth, Idle Hands was one that was half recorded um, vocally 
uh, going into the pandemic and, you know, sitting with that, that vocal, uh, the, the vocals that were from that session was just like, no, these need to be redone. So, um, did go back in there and, and redo that. But I mean, that, you know, outside that, I don't know if there was anything that was, that really like drove us crazy. Um, I remember you keep talking about Craig, the, the pre-chorus, I remember having a couple headaches about that, but that was, I mean, we, we worked it out. Nothing. I mean, yeah, I mean, there was, there really wasn't, you know, in comparison to some of the stuff that we worked on before we were, we had, you know, uh, and maybe this was like a sort of a, a conscious change. Um, but, uh, you know, we used to like really drill things, um, especially like when we were all in, in the, in the room, you know, playing, we, we would, be you know the band that would play the ending 50 times try you know with very slight differences or whatever it is and um we it was almost like we just went with if it felt good we went with it and we didn't want to succumb to that kind of that kind of thing mm -hmm. um well, well one other thing is so on the first record we went in and we recorded all the songs and when we were done recording we were done recording right whereas there were a couple times when we went back in the studio on this record where, oh, let's add a vocal here on a one we already did mm -hmm. or add a guitar part. So we did kind of get a chance to revisit them after. Um, I don't remember specifically what songs, but. No, but I mean, that was, you know, that it, it sounds so simple, but like, yeah, like having the opportunity to go back, it's like, you know, because there's no worse feeling than when it's all sent away and it's not there's something you want to change on it. So, you know, they have, you know, being able to just be like, Oh yeah, well, I mean, we're also spoiled because we live 10 minutes from the studio. So it's like, yeah, I mean, we can fix this very easily. <laughs> like, so there isn't that sort of, you know, dread of, Oh my God, it's, you know, mastered. And there's this thing on there that I can't stand kind of thing. Um, so yeah, you know, you definitely pronounce the word. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it seems like the recording process, it seems like this album, like pretty good recording process. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you wanted it out at times, but like, again, it, it doesn't, it, I've, I've heard much worse recording experiences. This doesn't seem like this was that bad one. Yeah. yeah. yeah we could, uh, yeah, this one After wasn't. the first record. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was, the, I mean, that, that first record was a, a very much like a stress test. Um, so that <laughs> we learned a lot learned a ton and so that's i think like informed a lot of like okay well what are we going to do what are we going to what are we going to do this the, the same what are we going to do differently you know what can we what are we retaining from this what what are we throwing aside kind of thing and uh yeah i mean i i think especially coming off of a scenario where it did very much feel like you were you know cranked up to 11 for you know days on end um which I know some bands go really crazy if, if they have, we didn't, we, we only have the budget to go crazy for 11 days. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but um, coming from, from sort of a super stressful situation, I think we were all just like, yeah, why, like, let's not do that to ourselves. Let's, you know, just sort of make this, not that, not that it wasn't fun before, but like, let's have fun while we're doing this. Um, and uh, you know, obviously that you can do that to a fault, but uh, you know, we, if you can have fun and stay on task, you know, that's, that's really the way to do it. Uh, so, you know, there, there really wasn't a moment where, you know, the sky was falling on this one, um, where, you know, don't get me wrong. We've had plenty of those before, but, um, no, there really wasn't, uh, anything like that on this one. So yeah, it, it was a more streamlined and, and I keep coming back to like much less stressful and, and, and fun. That's a good thing. That's not bad at all. Less stressful and fun seems like what you'd yeah. like in a, in a recording experience. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, you, you set out and you have like that idea of it. And, yeah. uh, um, but you know, it, it, you're working, everybody really cares about what you're, what, what they're doing. So, you know, it can get like, luckily another benefit of having worked together for as long as we have, as we've been through those situations where, all right, well, remember that day when, we all spiraled and got nothing done. It's like, let's not do that again. Um, so, you know, yeah, you, you just learn to, you know, try and uh, avoid it in a, in a positive sense. Nice. So. Nice. I mean, uh, just a couple more uh, 
for you guys, but I always like to talk to uh, Buffalo bands. I'm down here in Jamestown, so not far. I tend to come up to Buffalo for, I did see your shirt. I did see your shirt. Um, I, so, I mean, I come to Buffalo a decent amount for shows. And I mean, I know we were like talking about the pandemic and stuff. Cause it's interesting. Cause like I left the area for a while and then came back right around the time the pandemic started. And like, now I'm kind of slowly getting back to getting up to shows and stuff in Buffalo and really getting back to kind of knowing the local scene a little more, but like, what are your favorite venues in Buffalo? Like, what are some of your favorite places to play? Like, I, for me, myself, I'm interested in this because I also don't feel like I'm as privy now to the venues up in Buffalo and stuff as I used to be. So educate us. What are what are some of the good uh, venues up there? I mean, I know you have some good ones in the area. Well, I mean, there's the, the two club staples that, you know, go back, I don't even know how long, but Mohawk Place and Nietzsche's, of course. Um, and then, I mean, you know, the times that we're lucky enough to play, uh, you know, open uh, for a place at like Town Ballroom, you know, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you find yourself being able to open locally, I suggest doing it at Town Ballroom. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, you, you feel, uh, you know, for us who are used to, you know, we're used to playing Mohawk and Nietzsche's and that kind of thing, um, you know, getting to play uh, theater or, you know, that kind of thing uh, is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. So, Definitely have appreciation for ballroom. Um, Mohawk it is just, you just can't. Yeah. What, one of the newer ones that's getting, I'm sorry. No, go right ahead. Newer ones that's been doing a lot of cool shows is Rec Room. I don't know oh, yeah, Rec Room. Open. I don't know when they opened. Uh, yeah, maybe they were open before. before the, yeah, before like two or three years before. Uh, and Riverworks, they do, that's the biggest venue probably in Buffalo without going arena size but they uh that's newer nine ford's cool never played it but it's very oh, yeah. very cool um and there's very hall um I'm trying to think of what else i mean there's tons of venues i mean they a lot yeah, of them have us, is. <laughs> <laughs> i mean kind of kind of going i mean with venues but also like local music scene like up in up in that area i mean is does everything kind of end up congregating into the city and into Buffalo? I mean, do those suburbs and small towns, there's so many that surround Buffalo. I mean, are there little music scenes and pockets going around or does basically all kind of local music all kind of come within the city? You know, is everyone kind of going to the city for it and you're finding less in the suburbs and stuff like that? I mean, the majority, I'd probably say what would be in the city. Oh, I mean, if you're trying to go and see, yeah, I mean, I don't even know. Well, there's stuff in Niagara Falls, I suppose, and uh, there used to be the what was the venue that was in Amherst of Infinity? Oh yeah, I remember that place. God, <laughs> I haven't thought of that in forever. I remember well, that place. That, well, that was state. It was stage one, also, and then I don't, I don't know. It was, it did reopen at one point as as uh, under a different name, and then I, I don't know. I haven't heard since the pandemic if 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 it uh, made it through or not. Um, but uh, I mean, as far as the the scene as a whole, I mean, there's there's like there's always been like a good like hardcore scene and like uh, pop punk scene, I'd say. But I mean, outside that, it's pretty pretty fractured, um, uh, which I think is not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, it's it's a wide you can hear a lot of different good music um, from uh, from the area for sure. Um, but, but you know. Yeah, I would say definitely a lot of it's uh, coming from the the city. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know the suburbs. Nothing, nothing comes to mind when you say suburbs and and here. Yeah. So, uh, no, there's a lot of. I mean, even even within the city, I mean, there's definitely some solid uh, local bands and stuff. Again, like I'm trying to like re-educate myself on some of it, but everything coming out of that area seems to be uh, good, including the eaves. Now, you know, everything uh, seems to be going pretty good. But I mean, on, on top of that, I mean, we we're talking, uh, we we're talking to no future plans for a uh, album release show and stuff. But anything else like on the horizons, people should uh, keep an eye out for anything. I mean, obviously the new record, that's the biggest. Yeah. But uh, anything else the band's doing that we should like keep an eye out for in the near future? Well, I guess the, fir- the first thing, like you said, if you made it this far in the, the podcast and you haven't listened to our album, yeah, go check it out. Yeah, please. And tell a friend. We got two videos out. Yeah. yeah. If, if you if you like it or if you know someone who you think 
might like it tell them do us a favor and do that um but yeah i mean no i mean as far as uh you know nothing major just follow uh follow the socials and uh we'll have a show uh or some announcements rather coming up um soon and then you know hopefully some more videos and stuff uh coming coming along as well um and yeah just trying to uh spend as long as as long promoting it as we did making it (laughs) it's worth promoting i mean it is a it is a really great record i mean i i I and the production sounds great i mean the album you you would you would think you had this like i mean sounds like a huge budget it sounds really well produced sonically sounds great like the whole thing i think came out uh really good so well worth uh, people's time and uh i mean and anything else I me mean, as we close out is there anything that we haven't touched on or anything uh else we should uh get into before we close this out uh i mean real quick just because it reminded me um but i just had to shout out again you know you you comment on the production i mean that's jay that's jay zubricky all yeah. all the way um and then um Stu mckillop at uh rain city mastering i always screw up the name so hopefully i got it right but he i mean when when it was mastered it was like holy shit like we really really loved what he did um it's but you know because we were worried you know these were songs that were recorded over you know a bunch of different uh snares guitars pedals all kinds like this could have sounded like a quilt um (laughs) and it it doesn't It, it like you know it sounds cohesive so you know i think a lot of that credit is due to to jay and then um you know know, yeah jay also got Stu on board and you know said like hey you know here's here's what we got you know what what can we do here and he absolutely crushed it i think i mean really once when we heard those masters we were we were Mm -hmm. floored um so yeah the production is all jay zubricky and then you know uh Stu mckillop mastering it at uh rain city Mm -hmm. uh mastering and then as far as anything else anything else i could ramble on about uh the floor is yours yeah i mean i mean i i guess you know we did work with robbie takak on a, on a couple of the songs um nice. I, don't, I don't know if he came up <laughs> oh yeah that that goo goo doll uh, <laughs> that guy, yeah. a little band called the goo goo dolls yeah nice that's pretty yeah. rad and there there is i mean Another there's a local band yeah <laughs> um they're ha- they're hacking it out down there they're probably playing mohawk tonight <laughs> five or six they people wish. <laughs> um but uh no i mean they're and it's funny because i uh i actually watched one of their uh some old like it was a vh1 storytellers of like goo dolls when they were at their like commercial peak uh like you know the heyday and oh, yeah. uh, it was somebody on there said uh robbie it was like a little bumper like right before a commercial and it was like they said uh they gave the mic to the the audience and they're like robbie takeak is the best kept secret in the music business and he (laughs) and his perfect response was let's keep it that way so like (laughs) but like that's a, a great example of who robbie is and who he is like he is the best kept secret in the music industry and he's the salt of the earth, like nicest person you'll meet. So he's the dude's got no ego on him. He he's the best. You know, we we've been super lucky to work with um, a lot of you know people um, who have these local local ties. So you know, it's it's awesome. You know, being able to work with Robbie and and Kyle and and you know Jay. I, I don't take you know Jay for granted. You know that. Uh, He's building up his, his, he's got a pretty impressive resume. If you want to go check out, you know, stuff that he's worked on, it, it's pretty nuts. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to, I don't want to forget anybody. Um, just trying to remember. Um, no, I think that's, I think that's about it. Unless there's anything else no, you can I think, think of. Um, yeah. Um, thanks for having us. No, no, of course. People, uh, People listening, if you're listening on the uh, podcast, we'll play a song or two. But the uh, radio show is four hours, so we'll play the uh, we can play the whole record. So I mean, if you're listening to the radio show, we'll play you the whole. We've been talking about it, and you can actually hear you can hear what we've been speaking about for the Except last for uh, <laughs> the last hour. Now now you can hear these songs. So uh, whichever one you're listening to, we'll start off with track one off uh, lately. I don't have a god and other obvious epiphanies. 
And uh, we'll again, we'll start it with the uh, Elm opener. This is Not In Love right here on the Power Chord Hour. Appreciation for absurd 
broken hearts and scattered birds and sanity aside. The crown placed on a north star that's faded out of view, shattered into worry of the ever turning screw. Played again, another sun goes down. If it's all the same, I'll be the last one alone. Got no faith in the weather. That was The Eves with Craigie versus The Screw. And before that was the album opener off The Eves' new record, Lately I Don't Have a God and Other Obvious Epiphanies. That was Not in Love. I want to thank Adam and Chris from The Eves for uh, doing that interview. That was a whole lot of fun. And uh, one of those interviews, too, where I got to tell you, when, when it was done, I mean, we probably talked for like an hour in that interview. But even afterwards, I think we talked another hour uh, just further into like the Buffalo music scene and venues and just a hundred different things, but those dudes were uh, great. I really enjoyed talking to them, and they're definitely a band I want to get up to Buffalo and see live. Them and Stress Dolls, I mean, I'm still definitely waiting to uh, see them live, like some good Buffalo music I just haven't been able to get up there and uh, check out yet. But uh, maybe they'll both play a show together, and I'll uh, I'll get them both out in, in one sitting. Or maybe I'll just have to – I'm still thinking about booking a show here in Jamestown at some point. I've never booked a show. I was thinking about it earlier this year, and uh, life got too hectic on top of just – you know, it, it costs money to still book something and get bands and everything. And uh, I was saving up for Alaska, but maybe now that all that is done and uh, starting to like catch up on bills and everything, maybe I'll uh, start considering doing a uh, a show. But you know what? You know, hint hint. If uh, if you enjoy what you're listening to and you're like, damn, that would be cool if you did a show. Feel free to uh, donate. I uh, I have links to our cash app and PayPal in the description because. Uh, that would definitely that would definitely help with actually booking said show that I've talked about before. Because again, got to pay and not even have to. Obviously, want to you know compensate and pay the bands, make sure they're getting uh, you know compensated for coming down and playing, booking a place, all that stuff. Definitely going to cost some money. So while I am thinking about it and uh, kind of considering it again, you know, when it happened until twenty twenty three, you know, if uh, if that's something that sounds cool, you may throw a few bucks my way. That would uh, that would help out a whole lot. So uh, can't tell you enough that. Uh, uh, how much I appreciate the people who have donated already. I know fairly uh, fairly new. I, I didn't have a, a place to donate for a very long time, but I do now. So uh, there you go. 
But anyways, that is going to be the episode. I'll be back next week with the November 2022 rundown of the uh, Power Code Hour podcast. They only have one more in 2022, obviously. December, that is it. That'll be the last uh, monthly rundown of the year. That is just nuts. But uh, that is where we're at. If you want to stay connected with the show, we're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Power Cord Hour. Give us a follow if you would. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, what else? We have new radio shows every Friday night for you if you want to tune into that. 8 to midnight Eastern on 107.9 WRFA in Jamestown, New York. You can stream the station at WRFALP.com. And uh, I believe that is everything. Just nice, short, and sweet here. I was just going to jump on real quick after those songs. Just uh, thank you for listening and thank the Eves for uh, not only making a great record, but uh, being being on the show today. And obviously, if you're in the Buffalo area, keep an eye out for uh, for the shows they're playing. Even if you're not in the Buffalo area, keep an eye out because now they have a new record out. And I think it's going to do really well because that thing sounds amazing. and The songs are so good. Maybe they'll be playing in your neck of the woods soon enough. But, uh, yeah, I'll be back next week with another one for you. Until then, for the Power Court Hour podcast, I'm Anthony Merchant. Thank you so much for listening.